0: Three minutes of narratives reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative, where truth lives. Hello and welcome to Narrative. It took just minutes for the former president to be booked at Fulton County Jail, an unlikely venue as any for an historic moment none of us will soon forget. In real terms, the day produced only one new thing, the first presidential mugshot, a souvenir of sorts, soon to be plastered across every newspaper around the world and monetized by the Trump campaign in t-shirts. But coded into the event was Trump trying to project two messages, that he'd been wronged and that the charges are bunk. The subtext is an unsettling warning to the world, I'll be back a terrifying prospect for Americans fearing Trump's return, and nations around the world wary of the uncertainty that Trump's return could wreak globally. Tonight, I'll explain why this trial, with all its razzle-dazzle, is exactly what Trump wants, and at the same time presents an existential threat to America's democracy and global stability. But first, I know what you're thinking. There he goes again, self-promoting narrative as the Only narrative-changing journalism, years ahead of everyone else, he claims. You're thinking, maybe that's true, but get on with it. Where's the news? Well, I do have some good news for you. There is a way to make me stop reading these annoying ads. Simply subscribe to Narrative. Just head to patreon.com forward slash narrative or to YouTube forward slash at narrative TV. Select a tier on Patreon or hit join on YouTube and boom, you're in. I have it on good authority that 99% of you watching this free content don't support the independent journalist making it. So please subscribe today and you'll never have to watch me read this ad again. Now back to the news. Trump scheduled his surrender spectacle for Atlanta's 6 p.m. newscasts, guaranteeing maximum exposure in the local market. His team knows the power of local news, especially in a red state like Georgia and a local market like Atlanta. And local news can also help skew a jury pool, which may explain why we never got to see Trump the angry bully, but instead got Trump the meek and mild. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. You'll notice what he's doing there, of course. Trump is accusing the Department of Justice of the same thing he's accused of. He's literally claiming that by prosecuting him for the crime of election interference, the DOJ is committing the same crime. The only difference, of course, is there's actual evidence that he committed the crime and the DOJ is just doing its job. There's also evidence that Trump intends to use this trial to aid his reelection. Exhibit A, the made for TV surrender. But it looks like Trump may decide to make public remarks before he gets back on his big private plane and flies back to New Jersey. After a $200,000 bond deal, the entire day seemed to be stage managed by Mark Burnett himself, complete with characteristic shots of Trump's jet, a seemingly never-ending motorcade, and a bronco ride reminiscent of O.J. Simpson. Priceless coverage you couldn't buy if you tried. There was Trump's consigliere, Rudy Giuliani the man who couldn't get a security clearance to be in Trump's cabinet, formerly America's mayor, he's now a shell of his former self, oftentimes incoherent as his lies trap him in an infinite loop of contradictions. Trump's ex-chief of staff, Mark Meadows, once a promising young Republican and now the center of it all. But as we noted last time, Trump believes he can turn the trial into the ultimate comeback, like Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard, just one more close-up. Only in Trump's case, it's not just a film studio at stake, it's all of America. And we may have seen some of that strategic thinking in play when it came to a motion by co-accused Kenneth Chesbrough asking for a speedy trial. Let's call this Exhibit B. The trial is currently set for March 2024 which could see it reach its peak late summer or early fall next year, right around the time of the election. Chesborough wants his trial to begin in just two months, which would see it end in March or April. In response, Fulton County District Attorney Farney Willis agreed that a speedier trial made sense and asked the judge to move up the trial date for all 19 co-defendants to October 23rd. Trump's team, who claim he did nothing wrong, should be eager to see him vindicated quickly and get on with the election campaign. But instead, they threatened to motion the court to sever Trump's case from Chesborough's. In the end, Judge Scott McAfee unilaterally agreed to bring up Chesborough's start date, but seemed to reject Willis's request to bring forward the trial date for all 19 co-defendants. Was Willis's goading of Trump into a possible early trial just a shrewd test of Trump's intentions? Is his goal to clear his name so he can run for president, or does he intend to use the trial to regain the presidency? His lawyer's reaction to the proposed earlier start date and Trump's overly produced surrender suggests the latter. We cannot allow America's future to be held hostage by the trial of a former reality show star turned president, turned inmate. His Trump's mentor, Roy Cohn, was known for buying judges, prosecutors, and jurors. Can we trust a jury pool with America's future? Are we really content with betting our constitution on a 34-year-old judge and a former musician who also happened to be the former president of his campus federalist society or a little-known prosecutor like Farnie Willis? who, for all her chops, has worked in the same district attorney's office her entire career in a county under federal investigation for corruption, which has been described by a former mayor as having a culture of corruption. And are we really willing to stake our future on a court proceeding taking place in a red state where the president's party is interwoven with the state's machinery, making it virtually impossible to prevent a conflict of interest? The answer to all these questions is surely no. And if that's the case, Trump must go to trial as soon as possible. The American people deserve to know of his guilt or innocence before they cast a vote. After two contentious presidential elections involving the very same candidate, the American people finally deserve to know if they're electing a felon as President of the United States. And if he is convicted, he should be barred from running which means the GOP needs time to elect their backup representative. For all these reasons and many more, the trial date must be moved up. Justice and transparency demand it. Every minute of Narratives reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative narrative where truth lives one day you'll tell the story of autocrats crooks, and kings who came for our freedom A story of citizens who stood up to tyranny and won. The people prevailed and renewed an old vow to a more perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The story continues. Narrative, where truth lives.